This is Factual America. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week, I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. Based on the global best-selling self-help phenomenon, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is a cinematic documentary designed to help us become less awful people. In the process, it offers a dose of raw, refreshing honesty that shows us how to live more contented, grounded lives. Join us as we talk with the director, Nathan Price, about the challenges of making the book's important message interesting cinema. Through the use of entertaining stories, profane, ruthless humor, and punky, cutting-edge art. Stay tuned. Nathan Price, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you in Auckland, New Zealand? Very good. Very good. Life is good. The movie's coming out. Uh, I'm actually on holiday, so uh, yeah, it's summertime. Things are flying. <laughs> so we can only uh, hope for summer at this stage, uh, us here in the UK. Uh, just to remind our listeners and viewers, we're talking about the subtle art of not giving a fuck. The uh, theatrical release is cu- upcoming, right? In It's US, Canada, New Zealand. Is that right? Uh, uh, theatrical release. It, no, it's already out. It came out on the 4th in uh, the US. Uh, yeah. Came out here on the 11th. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of the world theatrical. Uh, but and I think it's on VOD in a lot of places as well. Right. So I would say, yeah, you can go to uh, subtleartmovie.com for streaming information. I saw it for a whole host of countries there. Uh, and here for us in the UK, just to name a few Amazon, Sky Store, YouTube, Google Play, and others. So, but yeah, just go to the the uh, website address will be in the show notes. So, uh, do give it a do check it out. It's uh, it's readily available. Uh, so welcome again uh, to, to Factual America. So um, maybe, um, uh, well, this is how, what we, how we usually kick things off, is uh, for you to tell us uh, what is the, uh, and this is not an exercise in, say, how many times we can use the F-bomb, right? But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I is that the subtle art. The subtle <laughs> art, yeah. So what is yeah. the subtle art um, all about? Maybe give us a, a synopsis. Uh, the subtle art. I mean, it's unusual for a documentary. I mean, would you even call it a documentary? I'm not sure. I yeah, it's sort of a palliative fever dream. Um, <laughs> it's, I guess, I, I I think you can think of it on a couple of different levels. I mean, at a at a kind of if we talk about it first at a thematic level, it's kind of mm. it's about pain, it's about suffering, it's about being yeah. a human being, uh, mm. and the way. You know, loneliness, heartache, uh, these things that can kind of overwhelm us um, and catch us and uh, and how we kind of, how our bodies can't really sort of uh, distinguish between physical pain and emotional pain and how mm. so those survival instincts we have, have a way of kind of weaving these uh, webs around, uh, sorry, we, weaving these webs around. Right these experiences right. and and sort of hardening us and and making us i don't know resentful sometimes sometimes angry sometimes denial sometimes overly right. positive right. uh yeah. you know uh sometimes we find ways to kind of try and protect ourselves from these experiences and and that can you know these these sort of webs that we weave can lead to suffering you know it can lead to to problems in our relationships and um and then it's about being able to see that and mm. and be able to 
step back and understand that that's being sort of human and that's okay. And, and that maybe there's an opportunity once we see that to change and to kind of, to have a different relationship to suffering because it is so kind of, um, you know, fundamental to human existence, to, to, to our kind of experience as humans. Yeah. No, I think um, that's, it's a very good point. I mean, I guess another way I've thought about, I mean, ask you, I guess another way to look at it is what this movie isn't, right? And it's not your, yeah. it's not your, it's not your typical self-help. Well, I'll use the term BS. It's uh, not an audio book with moving pictures. For those who are familiar with the book that this is yeah. based on, right? Um, and you know, this is. Uh, I think. Um, I think I've got because it is based on the book by uh, Mark Manson, right? The uh, and That's he's right. very much involved with the f the, the film, um, very much. And uh, I think I I saw found saw a quote from him recently because it was because he was also co-author of uh, Will with Will Smith, right? That's and right. Uh, <laughs> and he says, I mean, we're not we don't even need to go there, but I mean, he goes, I've yeah. argued that it's in confronting the worst aspects of ourselves and being open about them that we find growth and help inspire growth in others. So yeah. Uh, it's a very, very unique film in that way. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, when I was offered the project, I was really searching around for kind of genre precursors, as you do. Um, and there's very little uh, in this space. And certainly no one has done it in this style. You know, I mean, there are, and there are uh, lots of kind of, uh, not lots of, but there's a few failed attempts, I, I would think. One, or not entirely successful attempts at sort of yeah. adapting a self-help book. So, and, right. and certainly there were uh, producers uh, who we were talking to and, and people in the industry who felt we'd been passed, had a hospital pass and um, right. taking on this project. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult because it's not, it's sort of phenomenological. It's sort of, it's about human experience and what is going on mm. inside human beings rather than what documentaries often are, which are what's going on out, out in the world. Mm. Um, so that has its challenges. Um, but, you know, I think that's, that's, that's where the film has a really interesting perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, I mean, so... Let's go back to the, th the thematic. Let's maybe go back to, as you were taking yeah. it, the thematic side of things. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, some people, I mean, I've shared with people that, yeah, I'm going to get to interview you and we're going to be talking about this film and they give them the title yeah. and either people are familiar with the book or they're not. But the usual yeah. reaction is, oh, I know all about that, you know. I know all about not giving a, <laughs> a fuck. Yeah, but of it's course, like, yeah. But, but the thing is, the, rea the really is, it's not about not, it's, it, what we're saying is, it's not about not giving a fuck about anything. No, is it? it's about what it what it is. Uh, what you should be worried about. You know, what are the important things in life? Of course, of course. And, and I think, and is that a common you know, misconception that you had coming coming into this project, or with that title, or anything like that? I think it's an intriguing title. You know, and it has a kind of an interesting kind of backstory about how the publishers selected that. It was actually the name of a blog post that uh, Mark did. Um, hmm. And I didn't adequately set up Mark. Mark is a is a kind of he was a he started out as a blogger and he kind of found this audience of uh, he started actually out as a dating coach, um, right? And he found that while people's problems with dating were actually a lot deeper than their problems with dating, they were more kind of human. Mm. And so he kind of began and and at the same time is trying to figure his own shit out. Uh, 
kind of made that shift into kind of blogging about um, human experience and, and, and how we can maybe better ourselves um, or, or at least handle life a little more uh, gracefully. Um, and he really found an audience. He found a huge audience. He found, you know, mm. you had a million followers and that led to the book, which led to, you know, 16 million copies in the world. So he somehow found this way of communicating right. this stuff. Um, and that voice, and I think that's what you're talking to in, about in the title, the subtle art of not giving, yeah. there's something punky and kind of, right. it doesn't, right. it doesn't sort of, it sits a little strangely, but I think, you know, that's the magic of what Mark achieved and is achieving is, yeah. is finding a way to bring this. And it's essentially very old knowledge. You know, it's Buddhism, it's Stoicism, it's, it's, exactly. it's, it's wisdom that's existed through the ages. And, but he's finding a way to, to speak it, uh, you know, in a way that a lot of people are hearing. Because isn't that what, I mean, a lot of the great religions have, because of its, it, because of its human existence, it is about human existence and suffering, yeah. as you already said, is part of that existence. Yeah. But somewhere along the way, we got sold this bill, or many of us did, that it didn't, that, that what the very essence of life didn't have, wasn't that way, or didn't have to be that way, or you could get, somehow you could get beyond that. Would you, is that, would that be fair? Is that part of kind of what Mark's getting at with this, you know? Well, I think so. I mean, he makes an argument about um, about the positivity kind of, um, I don't know what you'd call it, the cult of positivity, but that you can just sort of positive think your way out of these situations, right. you know, right. and right. just if, if you kind of are upbeat enough, then it'll all wash off your back and you'll be fine. And, and so they're saying that there's a certain dumbness in that. Um, whether we were sold a bill, I mean, I, I think it's inherently difficult to be a human being, you know, and I think... Mm you know from the buddha's time to our time the problems the fundamental problems aren't that different you know you fall in love you get your heart broken you you know right, you, right. you love someone they die uh you're yeah. born and you're told that you're gonna die soon and and, and you know right 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 it's just right. hard to be a human and and also we have these amazing brains that got us here mm. uh, and these amazing bodies and they're really hard to drive they're just so mm. complicated and so subtle and so capable of protecting us that they can be quite destructive if uh if not wielded uh you know mm, mm. uh gracefully you know we can we can hurt the people around us because we're trying to protect ourselves we can hurt the people we most love because we protect ourselves yeah and we can fall down drain holes you know uh of doubt and 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 we can beat ourselves up you know our brains can be very mean to ourselves as well so so i don't know if we were sold yeah i think the kind of I think there's something about modernity where this sort of logical, very logos-centric kind mm. of existence, you know, that you can just kind of rationalize your way out of these problems isn't always helpful. And it's very much how we think as moderns. Um, and sometimes mm. a bit of kind of spiritual knowledge or, you know, and meditation, there is sort of a mystical aspect of sort of understanding ourselves. Um, mm. And I think there are, there are sort of structural reasons for that. Uh, but, but I think it is partly to do with modernity. And I think we do live really in psychologically difficult times. You know, I think with right. the computer, with the devices we have in our pockets, right. Um, you know, we just have access to so much other human emotion flowing across us. And we're mm. so, you know, emotion can be so contagious, um, that, 
yeah. that it is hard for people now you know and and i think you see that you know the rise of mental mental right. difficulties for, yeah. for, for young people and it's a hard time so so i think it is a very you know it's a very prescient message yeah i mean it's not even just seeing all these people seeming having seemingly having perfect lives on yeah. facebook and everything but even literally physically physiologically way our brains and eyes interact with that device yeah. also has an impact right it's 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 releasing hormones and things like that you know yeah. and 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 we as humans are so unprepared for this i think well yeah i mean i guess the design is designed with the human mind in mind and it's sort of a feedback loop and if right. they can if they can get what they want out of that that interaction um yeah that's and i guess that's an argument why it's it's a really important time to understand your own mind and to understand the subtleties of it to understand and, and i just want to also preface that it sounds like a serious film uh well i was about to turn which it is <laughs> it is yes <laughs> but it also it's 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 i think i guess i'm a little scared of egos you know egos can be very defensive and stuff so mm. so i wanted to make this it's really fun you know it's funny it's dramatic at times it's bombastic it's 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 there to make you feel okay about being as weird and as broken as we are and and maybe find a way about out of it but it does that in a super fun well i hope uh you know way well let's hold let's keep it there we're going to give our listeners an early break because i think that's that's the way we should because it is a i have seen the film and i think it is a lot it is a it's a lot of fun I yeah. would, you know, recommend it. It's it's del- definitely well worth a watch. Uh, but and uh, and and yes, it sounds very heavy what we've been talking about. But yeah. <laughs> and it is, but it can be done in a way that's uh, uh, not. Maybe I'm I'm sorry if I've done you j- injustice and made it sound off-putting to anyone. But it's, no, 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 uh, no. I think I would do that. Well, when you talk about these things and it sounds deeply serious, but I think and and that's what Mark has done mm. is he's he's found a way to to and, and i was really just trying to be true to that voice yeah. you know to that kind of that that notion that you could say these things in a way that was punky and yeah, yeah. and nuts and celebratory you know and, and hence why it sold 16 million copies exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you gotta yeah something works <laughs> something is with. something is happening there so yeah. we'll be right back with nathan price director of the subtle art of not giving a fuck theatrical release already in the u.s New Zealand and other places. Uh, do check out subtleheartmovie.com for uh, streaming information. And we'll be right back with Nathan Price. You're listening to Factual America. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Alamo Pictures to keep up to date with new releases or upcoming shows. Check out the show notes to learn more about the program, our guests, and the team behind the production. Now back. To Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with Nathan Price, director of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Hashtag Ampersand percentage, percentage Sign Exclamation Point or however you want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what you like, call that type of writing, apparently. Yeah. What is that called? A Grawlix. You know, really? they used to have an asterisk comic. Uh, yeah, comic. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the, color... the type of writing that's uh, expressing. Well, I guess it's very. You know, it was an asterisk comic, but it's like the emojis we use today, right? You know, right. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah. Girl, ah, I didn't know. Well, that you, 
There you go. Oh, good. I've learned something. I've learned more than one thing today. <laughs> there were some discussions uh, with the marketing team about what yeah. Rolex to use. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk. I mean, this is a, like, as we were talking before the break, this is, yeah. it must have been an extremely fun film to make. Um, or maybe not. I'm sure it had a lot of challenges. But who's, <laughs> but whose idea was, so let's start from the, whose idea was it to bring a self-help book, essentially, yeah. to the screen? So Matthew Metcalf, he's the producer at GFC. He he read the book and was was quite taken yeah. by it. And he reached out to Mark. Uh, Mark had had offers from a lot of different people. People wanted to turn it into a kind of like a reality TV show and right. all these different things. And right. and Matthew's uh, got a reputation for doing some 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 pretty impressive documentaries. He did um, Capital in the Twenty First Century, mm. uh, a variety of uh, films on uh, race. You know, a lot of kind of uh, sports stuff. Mm. Um, but but I think Mark saw that and went, oh, this is the kind of you know this this fits with with the ethos mm-hmm. uh, that I'm trying to get across in the book, and he felt was right. aesthetically right, so they kind of connected on that level. Okay, and then how did you become involved? I actually came in a bit late in the play. There wasn't uh, another friend of mine was involved earlier on, and and a treatment was developed, and and then they reached out to me. I hadn't actually read the book. They kind of uh, so you know uh, some friends. Uh, uh, Fraser Brown, who uh, works with Matthew and was an EP on this, he reached out mm. to me and, um, uh, yeah. And so I, I read the book. Oh, no, well, I actually did it as an audio book. That's the first thing <laughs> we can uh, um, And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I mean, I guess as, as someone, you know, I, I've dabbled in Eastern religion and philosophy yeah. and, uh, in that kind of yeah. world, so I I understand that. And what I I when I first read the book, there was sort of like uh, there's a part of me that was like, there's not a lot. That, I love his voice, but there's not a lot that's new here for me. Well, that's um, interesting, right? Yeah, and but then you know what what did it for me is I saw it. I just suddenly saw it round everywhere, and most strikingly, I was at the swimming pool with my kids, and I saw this old wizened old woman uh, in a, in a bathing suit, right? Uh, you know. And she was carrying this book, you know, through the swimming pool and she was going to read it in the sauna. And I just thought, oh, wow, there's something really magical in that. You know, there's something, there's something, and, 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 and we've been talking about it, his voice. How did, how did he make all this stuff that we've all read, but we had to mm-hmm. read, you know, a hundred books and some of right. them were pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm often trying to, you know, to convince somebody of some of these things. And it's hard to do because, you know, it's hard to find that voice that, that, that sort of cuts through their own defenses and and their mm. their, their mechanisms mm. and 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 you've got all those books in your head, but it's hard to make it simple. Um, mm. And and so I became really intrigued with that, and I, and I just thought, it just I I just saw it as a, an opportunity to help people. Really, you know that if right. if you know, and looking into Mark's story and the, and the feedback he gets from different people, it changes people's lives. You know, they read yeah. the book. They often yeah. read the book at a moment of crisis in their lives, and yeah. it really helps them. And and that was really moving to me. And and. I think that's what captured me, you know. That's why that's that's what that's what inspired me to get involved and okay. And then I mean, so uh and I think to this point you're saying, yeah, there's hundreds of books for philosophers, different people you could yeah. draw on, but for whatever reasons and as you say there's like even part of it can be the human defense mechanism. It's hard to get get that message across to people. Uh, I think there's you... a certain audience that, that, that you know, there's a, there's a sort of a, a, a cerebral intellectual audience who consumes that stuff, but for the rest of humanity, it, it, it's exactly. a little sparse, you know? Yeah. And so how do you make this interesting cinema? 
which you've done. Yeah, well, what, <laughs> uh, just that to put was it a out fundamental there. question. I mean, I mean, we talked about looking for sort of precursors. Um, I mean, the precursors that I that I was drawn to was you know films like Adam Curtis's work. Mm. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a bit of Lake and uh, yeah. Century of the South. You know, mm. kind of an essay film type thing. Um, right. I find right. those very entertaining. I think they're still quite searable and they're probably not in, entirely for the audience uh, that I was going yeah. for. Um, and then also, you know, I was inspired by Errol Morris's work. You know, he does right. these great right. big interview films. Right. Uh, he did one with Bannon. Uh, he did one with... Uh, McNamara. Fog McNamara was, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know... The, and so this is structured like, I mean, it's sort of a mesh of those two styles in a way, the sort of the yeah. grand interview um, right. and the, um, and the, the, the essay, the sort of video essay kind yeah. of cultural yeah. critique, kind of pulling everything from everywhere kind of. And I think it's also, it's some, it's a, it's a style sort of the, 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 the YouTube video essay, um, you mm. know, there's it, a whole kind of, burgeoning of talented people doing that sort of work that that i kind of was inspired by as well i even thought i mean this probably i even for oddly enough i even thought of uh if you ever heard of swimming to cambodia uh spalding gray did this he used to do these monologue things that they could actually jonathan demi actually turned it into a film and somehow you know got right really good reviews but it was because he did these little one-man shows and it was right. all based on his experiences and it's it's literally I mean, if we would pan back, it's a man at a table with a glass of water and a note, yeah. a notebook. And yeah. how is that interesting, right? You know, yeah. how is that going to make, but at least I found him interesting. I mean, it's kind of of that same, not that it's just, not that it's just Mark sitting at a table talking to us about his book, but because you've, but it, no, it but is. part of it that it is that, you know, it's part, yeah. well, you know, I, one, one of the things I heard from, from his audience was that it was like sitting down with a friend at a bar and, and you know, right. rather than yeah. someone who's above yeah. you or different it's it's yeah. someone who's a buddy who's who goes through the same shit as you do who has has been a fuck up you know oh, sorry. yeah <laughs> uh, no 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 problem but um you know and and that and so that was what i was going for with that environment was this that, that feeling of sitting down with someone who's relatable with a bar who who's as messed up as you are but has maybe you know has got some yeah. cones of wisdom to yeah to help out and how does Mark's philosophy translate to the film world? I mean, was this did this influence how you approach the project? I mean, you know, um, or we're going to do things not, differently, <laughs> you know? Well, no, I don't. I mean, it's the same. It's it's hard. I mean, we had seven days. I shot this thing in eight days, including the interviews. Is that right? Um, so it's intense uh oh wow is it fun it's 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 no no that doesn't sound like fun (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's fun because you're doing these amazing things you get these amazing shots and but you know obviously it wasn't a big budget film um uh, we had and and we needed to sort of keep a bit up our sleeve for music and and uh stock rights and all that kind of stuff we knew knew there was going to be a so we didn't have i didn't have a lot of time to do what i needed to do and that was super intense. You know, these, I was doing four hour interviews. There was one point actually where I was interviewing Mark and I, I honestly felt like, you know how, when you're doing a, a documentary interview, you, yeah. you have to be uh, this receiving entity uh, right. and you just right. have to have this openness because you are the entire audience. 
Right. So there's a real focus in that uh, and an intensity, even though he's doing all the talking and, and what he was doing was intellectually impressive, um, you know, and, and sort of, you know, a very impressive thing. But but for me, at some point, his face actually started floating off the background of the image and sort of hovering in front of my eyes because I've been staring at him for so long <laughs> that I actually began to, and I sort of thought about those, uh, it made me think of, you know, when uh, the, the, the Sermon on the Mount or, you know, when, when a right. disciple is being uh, uh, given this information that you have these slightly mystical experiences. It was slightly, I mean, I, I expect it's an, a, an effect of the brain just looking at the same thing for too long. Right. Uh, but it did feel in some ways mystical. Um, That's, but it was intense. Yeah. yeah, it was a really intense experience. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's, um, well, relatively low budget. Um, then, as you said, keeps money up your sleeve so uh some of the archival stuff which is which was also done in a in a nice way as well which is this yeah. kind of it's kind of got a punky feel as 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 well to it in a, in its way uh i mean in terms of the images and stock stuff that you pick well archives yeah. yeah it's super challenging actually i mean it's it's like how do you kind of express these very internal concepts and very concepts of right. of mind and and so we lit, we 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 did a lot of searching for artwork and digital artwork. It was slightly mm. tricky timing because it was sort of the NFT boom. Uh, so all the right. these digital artists we were trying to get their work, and we lost a lot of work uh, because of this. They were just selling like I can get ten grand for this, you know, I can get twenty grand, and, and we were like, well, you can, well, you can go back to them now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so and so we were right in the middle of that. And the other thing that would have made a really massive difference, I think, now is if we were in Mid Journey. I just did a project using Mid Journey, um, and. You know, if if we could have generated some of the art that's in some AI, that would have been perfect for uh for some of the stuff that we wanted to do. Um, right. But that was really challenging. And then and then you just have to be really kind of creative with your. We found film. You know, I, I we got in touch with the the, the famous panda sequence. Right. Uh, is actually a commercial and that I used as a reference, and I thought oh, I could make something like that. But I'm like, I just don't have the time. And this is so right. good. And so we reached out to Ali Ali, who's this amazing uh, ad guy. Um, yeah. ad director and and he was kind enough to let us use the film um and 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 that yeah. made a massive thing and then there was another guy cameron gade i found his a music video thing that he had done on one of the other uh there's there's amazing stock sites now mm. um and we and, and it had the character with the gold hood right um, right right yeah. and so i we reached out to him and said can we have your rushes man and we'll you know uh because this is this is a really interesting character for us because we're trying to and we haven't really talked about this but we're trying to create some this sort of sort of meta character that experiences the film um right. and 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 so that that was a mission in itself you know it's not just the usual stuff of just people not wanting to give you footage it's, it's like how do you find stuff that that kind of expresses this and and in a kind of a crazy artistic way and, and then there a, were other things, you know, you can find amazing things, you know, those old war films we found. Right. Uh, right. And they were actually Warner Brothers films. Um, and Warners won't give you, the studios generally won't give each other archive anymore. They're just right. so competitive now. Yeah. But because I'd give them to Getty, we were able to kind of, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say that. I think that would get taken down, but, no, <laughs> but you know, no. you, can, you can find films and then you find a big cache of them and then you can go, okay, well, I've, we've got all these shots and now we can make the sequence. Yeah. So there was a lot of kind of really creative work done and i have an amazing researcher who's actually in the uk um right. who i'd worked with in ad times um and and he he was really good at that thematic research but there's yeah. a, i mean we just went through you know literally tens of thousands of clips to try mm. and find stuff that resonated 
So did you do and even then it's hard because then a bunch of it gets pulled at the last minute. They say we can't right. afford this, we can't afford that, and then you're right, like, oh right. god! And so sequences you have to sort of rebuild. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. So you did all that the the seven those seven intensive days first, and then the rest came afterwards. Yeah, that was kind of how the production was designed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we were basically doing interviews, and then we would shoot kind of um, some you know. Uh, reenactment stuff in the afternoon you know after i'd done the four or five hours in mm. interviews and we just burned them out uh yeah um and then we did the stuff in the pool and yeah did the big opening number yeah. right right wow i mean and then any any attempts by um you know uh metcalf or any others to get like a commissioner on board or anything i can imagine trying to pitch this wouldn't be the easiest thing i mean you've got you've got a big name but at the same time how are you gonna you know, when you're trying to put forward to them how this is going to look on screen, it might not be the easiest thing to get across to. Yeah, to I think it was a long process of developing the treatment, which, which yeah. was before I got on board. Um, the sort of initial treatment. Um, but I think, I think, I mean, um, I think Matthew has a first look deal with Universal. So yeah, um, he kind of, he... right is able to pitch them sort of ideas and see, see what the mm. interest level is. And, and I think they, I, you know, I mean, it, you know, 16 million copies, it, 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 it yeah. definitely brings in a kind of a commissioner's ear and if yeah. they can get it for the right money and stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. which is, yeah. So tight budget, fairly big audience, you know, that, that I think that begins to go, Oh yeah. Okay. Works we out. Can... <laughs> Somehow. It's uh... but, but then there was a the challenge of like, yeah, can you, hey, no one has, no one has ever already done a, a self-help film in this way. Yeah. it's a risk i mean they yeah. definitely sort of you know roll the dice and yeah. yeah and i think that's why you know i'm not a traditional documentary maker that's not my bread and butter is tv commercials yeah um uh so i come from a, a world of you know and, and i think they wanted that they wanted something where it was more bombastic it was more kind of right, right. um I don't know what the word is, you know, what, you know, that thing we've talked about that it's bombastic. It's not too serious. It doesn't, it's not, it's not just aimed up here. It's kind of, I don't know, whatever crappy thing. I <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think you bring up an interesting point because I was going to, because it was this, have you, had you made docs before? Uh, I'd done some at film school and I really enjoyed them, uh, yeah. but, but nothing really since then. I mean, you know, I've done, I, I do TV drama. I do right, uh, documentaries. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry, not documentaries, but but sometimes you know uh, the commercials they do have a sort of a documentary feel. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, but, you know. but but yeah, but the thing is, for commercials to resonate, they have a very limited amount of time, don't they? To well, get a message, you know, and so it's a very poppy medium. It's like yeah. you have to find the part of yourself that's going to resonate. You know, an advertiser doesn't want, you know, they don't want a hundred thousand people; they want everybody. You know, yeah. so you've got to uh, you've got to uh, find that way to kind of tell a story that really connects um so in yeah. a way it is yeah that that's that's the craft you really hone there of like trying to take the the parts that you find interesting and artistic and and hone them into something that's poppy and um that's fun to engage with and, and catches people and is different and yeah and then that becomes a um, you know basically it sounds like a perfect marriage for what and having seen the film what they're trying to do with with the project isn't it i mean in terms yeah. of yeah yeah 
I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> well, you let the audience be the judge, and basically, yeah, totally, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you have a uh, what kind of? It's early days, but what kind of feedback have you gotten? Yeah. Uh, I think it's you know it doesn't seem that different from the book. Some people love it, you know, and some yeah. people are like it changed, you know, it's changing life. Some people are like, oh, I've kind of heard this stuff before. Some people are like, I fucking hate it, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's really interesting getting that feedback. It's good for me working on my own, trying to deal with my own ego kind of thing. You know, mm, like yeah. you'd hear, like I heard an interview and they're like, ah, oh, the, the editing really soars. And then I heard that some other guy, you know, some guy's got, I don't know, 10 views on YouTube, but it feels the same. And it's like, uh, he's like, this is the worst editing I've ever seen in my life. It's probably the worst editing I've seen in a documentary. And then you're like, oh, okay. You know, so I don't know. You can't. Yeah, and it's really interesting actually. I just sort of watched the on IMDb. You can see there's a real bump out at one, then then and it goes sort of go back up, and then it sort of goes up. You know, seven, eight, nine. There's a real lot of people who love it. There's people who hate it, and then there's there's a lot of people who love it. And there's some people who are like, yeah, you know, I yeah. sort of know this stuff. It doesn't hurt to know it, you know. And, and some of the the interviews, and I think if you're, you know, there's some people who are going to have the same reaction I had, you know, is is like, ah, oh, you know, I'm pretty well read. I've sort of I sort of know this stuff. It's kind of like that said, you know, for me, my experience of it you know, I read that stuff, but I learned a lot doing it, you know, just it's with, with any of this stuff, when you're trying to, the human body is so complex, the human brain is so complex. Mm. It doesn't hurt to meditate upon it, you know, and this is, I uh. guess you could think of this as a really just hyper pitched, uh, crafted meditation session. If it is stuff you already know, you know, you could, um, doesn't hurt just the way it doesn't hurt to kind of re yeah. kind of, uh, re reacquaint yourself with these values because, because if it was buried in, Kant or Nietzsche or something like that. It may not kind of like <laughs> pop, uh, pop to the surface as, as readily uh, as you need it to when you're having an argument with your wife or uh, or you're feeling just down in the dumps. Yeah, I don't think uh, pulling uh, Kant or Nietzsche when I'm having an argument with my wife is going to get get me very far. Any uh, exactly, but, but, no. Uh, but I mean, in terms of like managing exactly. your own kind of like energy outwards, yeah. But you yeah. said you learned a lot from the project. What are some of the things you you think you've taken away from it? Well. I've sort of deepened my kind of uh, interest in mindfulness and and meditation yeah. and um and and just thinking about my life that way. Uh, it was you know it was a, it was a, it was actually quite a hard film to make. You know, just the editing was a was a complex process, and there was, there was sort of tension within our crew and stuff. And, right. Um, having to kind of one of the things I learned was everyone had you know. This film is partly about what's going on in you, but it, the same stuff's going on in everybody else. Uh, and when you're having trouble with someone, often it's because of that same stuff, you know. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. kindness goes a long way uh, in terms yeah. of if you can accept that you're flawed and you can mm. accept that they're flawed. It's a really nice place to start with, and it's okay, and it's human, and yeah. and it's just yeah. that sort of feeling of kindness. I think that's one of the main things I got out of it. And, and I was really impressed with Mark. You mm. know, he's been really successful with this, but I don't think the money doesn't really, you know, that sort of worked out for him, but he doesn't, he was really in it because he actually cares about the people. Yeah. You know, he, he's had all the success, but, you know, I was talking to him and, and I was like, oh, make sure you get, you know, you're always trying to get your guys to get some sleep uh, right. before the interviews and stuff so they're on. And, and, he, and he's like, you know, on every Sunday, he sits down for two or three hours and and replies to his fans who have written him letters about their problems and blah blah blah. You know, a lot mm. of them his assistant can do because they can say, oh, he's already written an article on that. But but he takes the right. ten or twenty right. kind of most difficult 
pieces and um and he writes personally back to them and he finds that as a way to kind of stay in touch with his messages and stay in touch with his audience right and i was just impressed by that kindness you know that yeah. that um that desire to kind of help other people you know uh and yeah i, I don't know maybe it's made me more attuned to that and want to be more like that myself and um and spread that kind of love a bit i don't know maybe that's I, what i learned yeah, well, I think, well, yeah, and, well, I certainly am. I mean, I think, I think, the, or is in a more punky way, I think of the film and the book, it puts it, you know, you're not special, but I think that was uh, his way of saying that we're, like you've just said, we're all so similar, and that yeah. it, once you just realize, I'm not the only one that's, I don't know, upset suffering. about this, or resentful, yeah. or suffering, or put off yeah. by something, you know, but wait a minute, what, maybe what's, just understanding that other person that you're dealing with, you know. Yeah. That, you know. And I think in our work as filmmakers and stuff, that's really important because we do put ourselves in stressful situations. And yeah. and and a lot of people, the people you work with are often trying to do a lot of, you know, they're trying to do the best job they can. They care as much as you do. Um, so on that note, I mean, Nathan, is there, I mean, is there a possible sequel in the, in the works uh, based on uh, Mark's other books that he's done? I'm not sure, actually. I know there was an option attached um, to some of his other work. I'm not sure what uh, Universal... I, I think they might be waiting to see how this goes, or I, I'm not sure exactly. Right. right. Um, but nothing nothing that, that I know of that's in the pipeline. Yeah. Party and, uh, I mean, we're... Hard to believe, but we're coming to the end of our time together. But uh, yeah. what about you? More docs? What's what's next? And yeah, I would love to do more docs. Um, I mean, there's some really interesting stories here that I'm that I'm interested in in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, and I've got. I'm also interested in the idea of sort of turning certain things into dramas uh, that that could be documentaries. Uh, you know, I think I just want to make films that people enjoy and that uh, that help in some way, help us understand ourselves and um help us be better humans or something uh, and help me be a better human uh so so definitely you know that that space is something i'm really interested in and th yeah there's a couple of little things we're sort of picking away at okay that. all right yeah. well uh thank you so much nathan for coming on to to the show really appreciate it uh thank you, just man. remind our listeners uh, and viewers we've been talking with nathan price the director of the subtle art of not giving a fuck theatrical released already in uh, US, New Zealand and other places. Check out uh, subtleartmovie.com for streaming information and here in the UK number of places Amazon, Sky Store, YouTube, Google Play and and others that I'm sure I'm missing. So, uh, Nathan, thanks again. Really really enjoyed it. Thank you, Matthew. Love to have this conversation with you. I also would like to thank those who helped make this podcast possible. A big shout out to Sam and Joe at Intersound Audio in York, England. A big thanks to Amy Ord, our podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting great guests onto the show and that everything otherwise runs smoothly. Finally, a big thanks to our listeners. Many of you have been with us for four incredible seasons. Please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas, whether it is on YouTube, social media, or directly by email. Please also remember to like us and share us with your friends and family wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. 
This podcast is produced by Alamo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.